Journey to Organization, episode 142. Five tips for heading back to school during coronavirus. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman. Advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to the Journey to Organization podcast. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begone Personal Organization. And today I want to give you five tips for heading back to school, even during coronavirus. If your child is heading back to school soon, here are some tips. Now, not all of these tips are going to apply to everybody, so obviously pick and choose whatever works for you. The first one is specifically if your child is actually going back to school. The remaining tips are for if your child is staying home. In either case, I think that, you know, it's important to understand that things are going to be different for a while and... We are going to have to adjust. We are going to have to give our kids a way that they can function better in this new online learning mode. So when setting up these tips, I I was being really thoughtful about the things that were difficult for us over the past, you know, eight months. And what I have found is that it's really difficult to have two parents and three kids all working from home. And the thing is, is that we, my kids are basically all the same age. Two are in the same class and one is in a different class. And you would think that having two kids in the same class would make things easier, but actually they don't want to sit next to each other. And actually it's hard for them if they sit next to each other because it's not like a big enough space. And if they sit too close to each other, then they get like echoey and pitchy. So, so here are my tips for the best things that you can do to equip your kids this year. And let me know your feedback. I want to hear what's working for you, what's not working for you. You can send me an email. You can leave me a voicemail. You can, you know, write a note across the sky if you want to send me a smoke signal. Don't do that. Those are bad for the environment. But let me know what you're doing to help get your child ready for school this year. If your kids are going back to school, my number one tip is this. Equip your child with appropriate gear. And by that, I mean a three-layered face mask, a face shield, hand sanitizer, extra soap, and sanitizing wipes in their backpack. Make sure they're going with their own water bottle, their own cutlery, a napkin for their lunch supplies, and that they eat in their own area. You want to make sure that they wipe down their area before they start eating because that's like a pretty common way to get coronavirus is putting your hand in your mouth after you've touched an unclean area. So the, I just want to go through that again. The three-layered face mask and the face shield are important because the face shield protects your eyes more. One of those clear, like, you know, shields, those protect your your eyes and your nose, I think, a little better than the mask. But the mask, you should be careful that it's actually, like, either a surgical mask or a three-layered face mask. So if it's cotton, make sure that there's three layers of material because those are proven to be much more effective. Not only that, but if your child is prone to like a runny nose or excessive saliva, it's a good idea to send them with an extra mask because if their mask gets too wet, it's it's not going to be useful anymore. And then you're going to have to remember that you need enough masks so that you can wash and dry them daily uh, because they get gross and they get germs and you want to keep them clean or else they're also not going to be effective. So make sure you have enough masks to 
have the ability to swap out a few throughout the course of the week so that you can keep the others clean. If you're using reusables, if you're using disposables, make sure you have enough on hand that they can swap out as needed. Okay, tip number two. Reuse as many of the old notebooks and supplies as you can from last year. No one's going to see them probably, and even if your kid is going to school, who cares? Make sure that the supplies that you've already purchased get used up. Markers, pens, colored pencils, notebooks. Uh, make sure that the rulers and the calculators are being used again. At the end of each year, I always go through the backpack of my kids, each one individually, I go through their backpacks with them and we go ahead and we set up their backpack for the next year. We've already set up their backpack for this year. We did it as soon as they came home from school at the end of the year this past year. Um, my kids actually went to school for two months after coronavirus started, so they did have some school supplies, but they're still going to need notebooks. They're still going to need all these different things to to take notes and to really get through the year so using up what you already have is great first of all it saves money because it's, you've already purchased the stuff second of all it's better for the environment because it's already been made and it needs to get used up and third it teaches our kids that life is not throwaway that you know getting new stuff isn't fun and exciting but you can't get something new until you use up the old stuff and I feel like the important thing here is it's not about teaching our kids about education and I know that I discussed this last year about going back to school it's it's important to get our kids excited for education that's true if they need something new this is tip number three if they need something new, then go ahead and get it for them. But if you have if you have stuff already, why not use it up? Because honestly, it teaches our kids to be responsible for the purchases and the decisions that we make so that they're they don't think that things are just disposable. And it starts out in this very small way where we we buy one thing and we're like, oh, okay, I'm done using it. I'm going to throw it away. And it escalates into this larger like, oh, I bought too much food. No problem. I'm going to throw it away. Oh, I bought clothing that I don't need anymore. No problem. I'm going to throw it away. Oh, I'm in a relationship with somebody who I don't want to be with anymore. No problem. I'm not going to try to repair it or fix it or anything like that. I'm just going to end it. And I think that when we learn how to use up the supplies that we buy, when we use, when we learn how to use the food that, you know, might be going bad in a new way, either put it in the freezer and save it for later or make it into a smoothie or bake it into a cake or put it in a soup, when we have a piece of clothing that gets ripped or damaged and then we learn how to repair it, it helps us when we get to the stage of dealing with people like, oh, you did something I don't like. I'm just going to throw you away. Nope. I'm going to take a step back because everything is not always perfect and I'm going to figure out how I can repair this. And I think that it seems like it's a stretch that I'm saying that, but actually it's not. When you, when you indoctrinate your kids that this throwaway lifestyle is okay, then that trickles down into all aspects of our lives. So encourage your kids to reuse as much as you can. If they need something new, like I sat down with my kids and, and I said like, okay, what, there's, you know, half a notebook left 
And my daughter and my son would say to me, okay, mommy, we can use this for this subject because we don't take as many notes in that subject. But for these other subjects, we need new notebooks. To me, that felt like a reasonable compromise because they sat down and assessed their needs very, very honestly. Like in math, I go through a whole notebook and I need a brand new notebook because I am going to go through the whole thing. But in this other subject, I don't go through a whole notebook and half a notebook would be okay. And that to me is very reassuring that they have sat down and thought about it. But it also is a great way to force them to think about how they organize themselves. And so while some people think that, you know, you should get brand new shiny stuff for your kids all the time, I think that there is value to teaching our kids how to reuse what we already have and making sure that our all of our stuff gets used up. Number three, if you do need additional supplies, like I mentioned before, now is the time to get them. Do not wait until the last minute. Calculators, computers, tablets, pens, notebooks, whatever it is that you need, take advantage of the fact that people are home and purging stuff and ask people if they have supplies that they are letting go. I bet you you could find some old tablets that are still usable for online learning. I bet you can find old notebooks, old pens that are actually new but that people just don't want. Like, for example, I buy my kids these certain notebooks with these certain number of lines. In Israel, they like uh, these certain 14-line notebooks or 10-line notebooks. And I can't remember which is which, but one is used for mainly the lower grades and one is mainly used for the upper grades. And, you know, they come in these packages. You can't just buy one. And so I had like a few of these extra ones that the kids don't use anymore. Now, then I go ahead and use them and as my notebooks and that's fine. But I know a lot of people are like, well, my kids aren't going to use these anymore. What do I do with them? People want them. Put them on your local listserv group. Post them. Ask a friend who, you know, has younger kids. People are going to want them. So go ahead and ask around in your community if people have these things that you need because people have stuff that they are no longer using and that they are willing to let go of. And if you can't find what you need secondhand, then go ahead and start buying things now because the closer you wait till the start of school, the more difficult it's going to be in terms of supply chain. You you know, they might not have the supplies that you need because it. while we can get things that we need, I think that it's better to, if you need something, go ahead and get it right now because we don't want to go to the store when it's crowded. We don't want to have to wait till the last minute. It's just not a good idea to be stressed out at the last minute like, oh, how many people are going to be in the store? Go now while it's still a little bit quiet and take advantage of the fact that people are still home and that businesses are going to be slower and that you can still get what you need now. And I think that that is really going to be helpful in planning and reducing stress for heading back to school. The next thing that I think is super important with going back to school this year is setting up a space for your kids to learn. Now, if this is in their room, great. Make sure that if they need the internet to do online courses, that the internet is strong in their space. If it's in the common area, that's okay too. If they don't have spaces in their rooms to learn, that doesn't matter. But make sure that wherever it is, it's kavua. It's a set space, someplace where they can go to every single day of the week and not have to worry about. My one caveat is this. If you're, if the space is in a common area, like in your living room or your dining room, and you need the space for 
managing for Shabbat, then go ahead and break it down for Shabbat. Try to have a space where they can keep all their stuff out and available to them during the week. It's going to make learning easier if they have a set space to go to where everything that they need is there. But setting up like a, a workstation for them is going to really make life better for them. It'll make them more comfortable. It's easier for them to function because they they know what the expectations are. They understand. Every morning I wake up and I go sit at this desk. And when they have these routines and expectations, it's a lot easier to, to actually focus on their work because they know that this is the space that they have and they can get comfortable in that space. And for older kids, I would definitely talk to them about what they need in those spaces. Maybe they need a different chair. Maybe they need uh, curtains to block the light. Maybe they need a better lamp. Whatever it is that they may or may not need, definitely talk to them about how you set up the space, but give them a set space where they can work easily and not be distracted and focus on their schoolwork. Tip number five. Let's talk about clothing. Normally what might happen before school starting is that you might go out and buy a full wardrobe for your kids. But this year, especially if your kids are not going back to school right now, it's probably not necessary. You may need to declutter some of their closet, but you probably don't need to buy them too much stuff. Now, what I have noticed is <laughs> over the last eight months, my kids have been growing. Oh my gosh, the chutzpah, right? <laughs> I think that, you know, I definitely have had to evaluate, reevaluate with them what they need, what they don't need. We have gone through and decluttered some of their stuff. Some of their clothing has actually been worn out to a point where I can't really repair it anymore. And that's fine. And they need new clothes. And I'm down with that. And if my kids need new clothes, I want to get them new clothes for sure. 100%. However, that being said, I want to approach this with, you know, with some common sense. I don't want to just go out and buy them a whole bunch of clothes that they're never going to wear again because, you know, what's the point? They don't need a lot of clothes if every day they're in the house because let's be honest, most of us are doing the laundry every day and if not, we're doing it every other day because now we're home. It's easy to just stick a load in the washer and, you know, get it done. And so most of the time, our kids don't even need a week's worth of clothing to get them through the week because you are washing daily. They could be okay with three or four days of clothes. Even four days might be too much. So what I am advising, here's my tip for, for clothing. Go ahead, go through your child's closet. See what they actually need. They're growing and, you know, their bodies are changing. So definitely they're going to need some stuff. They probably will need new shoes. They might need, you know, longer skirts or longer pants because they've grown and everything's too short. Whatever it is that they need, that's fine. But if you have to go out and go shopping, then limit what you need. Be honest. Be really honest. Make a list. Shop with intention. Shop with purpose. Figure out what exactly you need and limit the list because here's the deal. Let's say your kids are going back to school in November, which is highly possible at this point. At that point, you may decide that after three months of wearing the same thing for, you know, four days a week, every single day that they their clothes are worn out again and that's fine. And they might need warmer clothes and they might need something different. They might need, you know, waterproof shoes. They might need a warmer coat, whatever it is. 
you can always go out at a later time and buy something later. But for right now, limiting the amount of time that you're out in public in store shopping is, in my opinion, a very, very good thing. And limiting what you have is also a very good thing because having too much is going to result in things going unused, which is a total waste of money and a total waste of resources. And so you don't you don't want to waste. So go through your child's closets. See what fits, see what doesn't fit. Make a detailed list of what you actually need to buy new for them and then pare it down. Figure out how many they actually need based on how often you're doing laundry to figure out exactly what to buy. And be conscientious. Don't overbuy. Just buy what you need because even though, you know, were encouraged to stay at home and and not go out and all these kind of things you can still go out if you need to right now anyways and you can always order online it may take a little bit more time but that's okay as long as you're planning and you're being conscientious about things so after a month check in with your kids see if everything's still fits if anything feels tight if anything has holes in it if you need to get more later you can but the chances are is that you won't need to get more and you can really, really pare down what they have. And since they're probably not going out every day anyways, what is the difference if they just put their clothes on rotation and wear the same few things every few days? It's not a big deal. It's just not. And it's okay. And, you know, it's it's really, it's the best thing for the environment. It's the best thing for your pocketbook. And in my opinion, it's really a great thing for kids because it teaches them to reuse and it teaches them that they don't need a lot to be happy. And I was having a conversation with my friend Hannah Mason a few weeks ago. And what what came up in the conversation was... I said to her that decluttering is a problem for for the 35 plus crowd. But I'm curious to know what will happen to the under 30 crowd because the under 30 crowd, I feel like <laughs> they are starting to in general, they are a generation who is more focused on minimalism, um, being happy with less, and they are more focused on just fewer items, it seems, and having experiences rather than having stuff. And so I wonder what it will be like in terms of how a 30-year-old, a 25-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 10-year-old, how they're going to be in the next 10, 15, 20 years if clutter is still going to be a problem for them or if they are going to, you know, really, (laughs) if they're going to really have clutter if they're going to be able to be like no I'm minimalist and you know clutter is not a problem for me I only have what I need it's 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 interesting I'm curious to see how over the next 10 15 20 years things are going to flip and things are going to evolve and if it's going to make a big difference especially now during corona how it makes it so that you know we are more accustomed to using things up and and buying less just be simply because we have to. And I think that that's going to make a difference in the positive in our youth in a good way. So those are my five tips. I'll just hit them again so you can, can hear them. The first one is equip your child with appropriate safety gear. The mask, the face shield, hand sanitizer, extra soap, sanitizing wipes. 
Number two is reuse as many as your old school supplies from last year as you can. Number three is if you need additional supplies, now's the time to find them secondhand or go and buy them new if you have to because the demand is going to be lower and the crowds are going to be smaller. The fourth is set up a space for your kids to learn, either in their room or a common area, but make it a set space and make sure they have all the things that they need in that space to function properly and feel good about themselves. And number five is take a pass through your kids' clothing, figure out what they absolutely need and what you can live without and buy them only what they actually need to get through the next few months of being schooled, possibly at home. If you need help with decluttering, then go ahead and book a done-in-a-day declutter session with me. It's a four-hour session, and we will start the day off figuring out exactly what targets and goals you need to hit, and then we will check in with each other at regular intervals, and I will hold you accountable for all of your decluttering. At the end of the day, you will have a space that is decluttered. This works. This is a great product and it really, really works and it helps get people to where they need to be and have a decluttered and amazing stress-free house. And if your kids are going to be home with you over the next few months more and more, you are going to want to take advantage of a done-in-a-day declutter session or maybe a few because honestly, it's going to help you get through the next few months without being stressed out about the house being untidy. For now, I'm wishing you all a great week and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.